We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You know, sometimes you just need a different take on today's sports news. And that's just what we're going to do. Say sports fans. A fresh look at the headlines is here with the Dopey Millennials Show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Getting what the ATL needs. A fresh weekend sports talk show. Okay, let's do it. Let's just get down to it. Now, the Dopey Millennials Show is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson back with you for the second time this, I'm calling it a weekend, President's Day. Three-day weekend, that counts. Yeah, okay. Now, I have to ask the question, like, why? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to be that person. Like, really? President's Day is, is a holiday that a bunch of people get off work for? I mean, hey, I'm I'm here for it. and here's what's really strange, Dom. It's like very much divided in who gets this holiday off. Yeah. Um, my wife works for your know, pretty uh important corporate company. They're working today. I know a lot of people working today, uh, and yet, you know, obviously government offices and all those sorts of things here at the station. It is a uh, it's a full blown holiday, and it and it honestly it had me scratching my head a little bit. What was even more wild to me was in uh, booking guests this weekend, the number of people who were like, "Oh, sorry, man, I'm I'm going out of town." I'm thinking for for yep. President's Day. Hey, man, anytime you get a three day pres- weekend, you do it. Yeah, there, there's got to you know there's Dom, there's got to be something about it being like the beginning of the year. And to start off the year, this is the first real opportunity for anybody yep. to kind of get away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that Christmas holiday wasn't uh, as enjoyable as you wanted it to be. Or maybe, yeah. you know, being around the family and that sort of thing. It can be a busy holiday. I, I can understand that sort of thing. Um, wait, no. We, well, we've also, we've also had MLK uh, three-day weekend. So, huh. Yeah, yeah. So this is I don't the second know. one, I guess. It's just it just really it threw me off that um that President's Day is just a popular time I, to get away apparently. Hey, nice for them cuz then there are people like me who have to work both jobs today. It, it, yeah, <laughs> there you go. See, thankfully this has been the the one and only of the day. Um, but I will say, preparing for a four-hour show, you know, it takes a little it takes a little bit of time. Just a little bit. Uh, but I'm also very much thrilled to be with you guys. Uh, as we get to 
discuss a host of things. You know, I, I kind of alluded to it back with Chris Thomas. I spent a lot of time on my show on Saturday talking about the Braves, and not that we're not going to talk about them today. We absolutely are. Um, but I have kind of steered away from some of the Falcons conversation regarding quarterback. We've touched on a little bit. I know, Dom, you and I did a little bit on uh, Ask the Dopey, and we'll do another one of those in the show tonight. Um, but I went back and looked at teams that traded up. How did those trades work out in the last, about the last 10, 12 years, I believe, is, is how far I went back. Just to take a look, because I, I do think anything beyond that, we're, we're at a pretty different point in the NFL at this point of what it takes for you to trade up and what kind of player you're getting once you do that. So later in the show, we're going to look at uh, if that kind of tells the Falcons what direction that they need to go with the quarterback position. I think it, it helps out uh, tremendously, uh, but we'll also hear from you, the listeners, as well as we'll uh, – Want to make sure you you know the phone number, 404-726-0929 is the number to call. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at ATLJohnson18. Give me your input as well. As uh, There's also a, a very much a, another topic that I wanted to get into. Kind of alluded to things slightly with uh, with Chris and, and our crosstalk is, first of all, I just I love getting in an argument with someone where you you see the blood vessels I was starting say, to come out. Chris is a great person to get into an argument with oh, because he's so like it, you can see it on his face. Absolutely, and it's one of those. And and you know sometimes I, I won't lie, I I I feel how I feel about specific issues, but if I also can see that it's getting under someone's skin. And you just lean into it a little harder just and a little, little bit, harder. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do that with certain people. Uh, you know, cl- I, yeah, I feel like close exactly. friends are, are, are those types of people uh, that you can get into it. But uh, that was a fun one. The other thing, though, is, look, there's a, there's a conversation to be had about a, a specific thing that we have as, as a form of entertainment. We all love, especially as sports fans, we love to be entertained. We love even when it's the same thing and we see it over and over again, we find a way to be entertained by it because there, there's a new element. There's always something a little bit new being brought to the table. But we found ourselves here recently doing this this thought of, Man, you know, it's just not as good as the the old product was. It's just not as as interesting. It's not as entertaining. And I mean, do we really want to keep seeing it again and again and again? Now you might be going, Caleb. Okay, I get it. I'm caught up now. You're talking about the NBA All Star Game, right? Because we did see yesterday a 211 to 186 score. They were just, I, I didn't even, I, I'm sure I could pull up the stats in front of me. The number of threes that were shot in that game, it was ridiculous. But, Dom, one, one, one sec, real quick. I'm actually not talking about the NBA All-Star game. Mm-hmm. You don't want to know what I am talking about? There's another final uh, Fantastic Four remake. Fantastic Four. We're remaking Fantastic Four. Yes. 
again. Yes. For the, for, ironically, the fourth time. <laughs> I saw this this weekend, and I, 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 I literally, I got viscerally angry, like, like Chris was when I was debating him about, mm-hmm. I don't think that the, the Braves um, needed to do anything more than what they did this offseason. I mean, sure, if they, you know, if they'd gone out and got Shoei Otani, I would have lost my mind and loved yeah. it and that sort of thing. But when I saw that Marvel is making a new Fantastic Four, I thought to myself, what are we doing? This has been tried a few times now and failed miserably. I think I will say this. I think the first Fantastic Four movie was was good. I think I, I, I will give the first Fantastic Four movie its, it's just due. You, you talking about OG OG, or are you talking about the one that came out when we were kids that had Jessica Alba, yeah, Chris Evans? Yeah, the one Evans. with Jessica Alba. Okay. And all, yeah, I, I like that, the first one. The second one, they totally screwed that one up. And then the one with Michael B. Jordan and all of them was just a train wreck that didn't need to ever exist. However, the fact that it's being done by the MCU, the fact that it's being done, Kevin Feige's on board and all of that, like, I'm... I'm going to trust this iteration. I don't. I don't one bit. I, I, you're, you're correct in the people who are attached to this project. Yeah. Um, and I just want to know, like, how do we get less diverse with this cast? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It just uh, the, so the new cast is Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn, and uh, even Moss. Is it Bachrock? I just know yeah. him as uh, he's cousin. Yeah, he's cousin in uh, in in uh, the bear. The bear, yeah. Um, so obviously Pedro Pascal and cousin. Yeah. And uh, and the bear are are kind of the the ones that stand out there. But but no, I we're we're gonna get into a ton of sports uh, over the course of these next four hours. But I just feel like there there is something collective in the thought of seeing another remake of a TV show. Or a, or a movie or series or like they're coming out with mm-hmm. a fourth one of those. They're coming yeah. out with a tenth one of those. Um, so 404-726-0929, that's the number to call. Also uh, on social media, at ATL Johnson, 18, station at 929, the game. Uh, let me know what what TV series, what movie series that you're tired of seeing a remake because for mm-hmm. me, it's seeing this Fantastic Four series coming out just because I'm like they they did this and even recently yeah like, I mean it just it doesn't we gotta let stuff breathe I get that well let me ask you this though did you feel the same way about all the Batman movies Yeah the like the the Robert Pattinson one wasn't bad See I love that one I thought that one, I thought that movie was really good. <laughs> I, I I was cool with it. I didn't hate it. I also didn't fall in love with it. But I'm I am a Christopher Nolan stan. Well, yeah, that's to the his degree. The Dark Knight trilogy will still, despite everything Marvel has done, the Dark Knight trilogy is still the best comic book superhero sure. trilogy movie ever. It's also for me like Batman's my favorite superhero. Yeah. So that like plays into things as well. And you know when yeah when you start putting um, Ben Affleck in the role. Yeah. You know, yeah. just yeah. no. Just what are we? What are we doing? Uh, I mean, the, that but that role's gone through so many different iterations, uh, where you know, it, good or bad, and and it just feels like all right. Christian Bale nailed that one. 
Um, and I thought Robert Pattinson did a good one, but also I don't want I don't want because isn't Ben Affleck coming back as Batman and the new whatever I don't know you it's, they're it's, doing. It's gonna be weird because DC like they're trying like it's it's nice that DC is finally like okay let's start to do things that make sense and kind of just get everything kind of under one roof sure and and you know streamline everything, but. Unfortunately, yes, we're gonna get another like Batman movie. Now, is it gonna be like an origin movie? Because we know the Robert Pattinson one isn't part of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're gonna get another Batman movie probably within the next five or six years. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's one of those tricky things that with superhero, um, you know, type of of films like they you can do so well or you can mess it up. You've got the Spider Mans that you could either do really well or mess up. It felt like it took them going, um, you know, a- and going animated for that to kind of revive that series. But, yeah, I don't know what it was about seeing Fantastic Four. And, it, and it's one of those. It's not even like I'm the biggest Fantastic Four fan. It's just we're doing this again after I thought that they really had kind of messed up that series and just needed to leave it alone. And that it feels like there's there's a lot of that, of, of we just keep – we got it – do a tweak here, do a change there, do a revived series of it, uh, and sometimes you know I just I, I love an original content. And I know I uh, I, I joked, but but for real, like a lot of people have some strong opinions, you know, about the NBA All Star Game and changes mm-hmm. that they think need to be made. Uh, I want to get into a little bit later. Jesse Washington of Anscape uh, came out with some solutions, which is like, all right, that's fine, I'll listen. Uh, but sometimes you just got to leave things alone uh, and, and let them be where they are. Um, and we don't have to constantly change and, and adapt. Now, I'm, I'm not I'm also I'm not being the person that says that adapting things and changing things is always bad um, across the board. It's just that uh, yeah. sometimes you see it and you're like, no, that's no, that wasn't it. Yeah. And it feels like to me. Let's. Thing this new Fantastic Four is just not it. No, I can I can feel you on that. It's like let's if we're gonna change things, let's make sure we're changing it to make it better and not just changing it just for the sake of changing it. Yeah, like a flag football game. <laughs> I mean, are yeah. we are we more entertained with that one? And this idea, and that was, it was something that I talked to Chris in the, in the crosstalk. The idea of getting rid of it too. None of these leagues are going to do that. None of these leagues are going to walk away. There's too much money on the table. Remaking Fantastic Four feels like that's a a potential risk of money because if people are tired of seeing it, they're not going to spend their money. Uh, They're not going to go to the theaters, and it's going to be, you know, a big flop. So I'm curious to see. I'm curious. I'm also, like I said, I'm curious to hear from you guys because I know there's a lot of them out there of TV series, movies, things like that that just keep getting remade. I know a lot of people attack me. I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm a huge Fast and Furious series lover, but also I understand the criticism. What are we on? You know, 11 at this point? 13. 13? <laughs> yeah, who knows? But especially with all the side movies. Um, but yeah, so so hit us up 404 726 as well as on Twitter at ATLJohnson18. Uh, a lot more important things coming up. So we're going to get into uh, all the news of the day and the weekend. Well, I was letting you know what's going on. Vroom, vroom. Daytona 500 happening right now. 
It's the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here on Sports Radio 989 The Game and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Latest weekend sports talk with the Dopey Millennials Show. Dump the old ish, upgrade to the new. From Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you. We're going till 10 o'clock tonight. So uh, three hours on Saturday, four hours tonight. Excited to uh, get into a lot of sports conversation with you this evening. And without any further ado, let's get right into the rest of the story. Now, 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 the rest of the story. The rest of the story. All right, all the headlines of the day and the weekend. We will start with what we, we touched on, the NBA All-Star Game yesterday, where the East beat the West. 211 to 186. I did like that we got back to uh, East versus West kind of stuff because it feels like, you know, getting into some form of, of pride of for your conference and that sort of thing, I enjoy. I also think the, the draft kind of lost its luster between Giannis and LeBron and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, I know the league didn't want to embarrass anybody uh, with, uh, you know, someone getting picked last or whatever. But it just feels like there's been a few tweaks here or there that have been good, but obviously the overall product not ideal as 200 points were scored, 211 points were scored by the East, um, and we're just getting to these insane numbers. Uh, Damian Lillard wins MVP. He scored 39 points. And, oh, yeah, by the way, 23 of his 26 shots came from three. So that was the thing. Is it like it turned into everyone wanted to just shoot insane threes. Loved the moment, though, where Luka Doncic goes for the dunk, 
gets held up by the rim. It goes back. Damian Lillard gets it and goes half court, poof, chucks it up, yep. and it drops in. Uh, like that was a very entertaining moment uh, of a overall not a very entertaining game. Uh, we're going to have Jamila Johnson on of uh, AtlantaHawksFans.com. Uh, Jamila was the only representative from Atlanta who was up there in uh, Indianapolis. I Look, I thought about it. There was just, you know, sometimes trying to fit things into the schedule. And by the time we had to make a decision, I did not know if Trey was actually going to make it in. Um, because that was when we were dealing with, okay, he didn't get voted in. Would he take an injury replacement? And I had to decide before then. I wasn't so sure that he was going to take the injury replacement because he didn't do that in the past. So, uh, anyways, Jamila, the only representative from Atlanta up there in uh, Indiana this weekend, and she also got some really interesting content from what Trey had to say about the prospect of being traded. So we're going to play that audio a little bit later in the show as well as talk to Jamila coming up at 740. Uh, when it comes to Trey Young, he only had five points, seven assists, which seven assists were the most, you know, not not surprising that Trey is going to lead in assists and, in in you know, in a game uh, and three rebounds. He also had incredible nutmeg uh, of, of Kevin Durant. Uh, really fun. Another fun moment to watch uh, that, like I said, overall just wasn't ideal. Uh, Trey also played the fewest minutes of anyone out of the Eastern Conference. Um, so, you know, a little, maybe a little bit odd there, um, but uh, not that big of a deal necessarily. It was just one of those. It was odd because he was the only player who didn't play in the first quarter. Uh, they didn't bring him in until the second. Yeah, it was just one of those like, ah, that's a little bizarre. All right, Doc, you know, showing favoritism there. What you doing, bud? I don't know. Who knows? But, um, yeah, it was just not, a, not an overall great product. Uh, and so we have seen... Uh, Jesse Washington of Anscape throw out some solutions of maybe how we could fix the All-Star game. And I'll give them to you now. We'll, um, we'll probably discuss this later in the show a little bit longer length. But his first idea was loser sit. You kind of have a round robin. You split players up into groups. And then whatever group loses that quarter goes off the floor for a new group. And you kind of swap things around. Uh, until you have either more of a clear winner or you get, you know, two competitive teams uh, of groups of five playing against each other. And so maybe you go in that direction. Uh, the other one was, hey, you know how the in-season tournament gave you 500K for winning it? How about you guys are all all-stars. You all have deep pockets. You have to put up 500K of your own money. And uh, the winner gets to keep their money. The loser, well, you just lost 500K. And you say, oh, Caleb, I don't know. I mean, I don't know these players want to be putting up big money like that. Look, I watched, uh, I, I, I was about to butcher his name, Ben Matherin on uh, the, uh, uh, it was the Rising Stars Challenge. This man put up 25K while he was standing at the free throw line because he was trash talking Paolo Bancaro and Jaden Ivey on the bench and thought his team was going to win. He had to knock down two free throws for them to win. And he was like, yeah, I'll put 25K on it. As he's standing at the free throw line, the man missed both free throws. And uh, they still won. But still, he had to he had to pay up for, for missing the free throws. 
Uh, so absolutely, these guys have enough money to be able to put up 500k individually, and then they got you know a little, little skin in the game, something to play for. Uh, here's another one that Jesse Washington of Anscape suggested: losers have to fly home on commercial. Um, that one, I love that. I one. love, I yeah. love that one. Like, can you just imagine? And and not not nah, not Delta, nah. You got to take like make him fly Spirit. Yeah, Frontier <laughs> or Spirit. Could you imagine LeBron James Sick. and his knees? Yeah, yeah, in the quote unquote first class, class of Spirit. Um, yeah, and like, cause not only is it the inconvenience of the airline, but then it's also the inconvenience of you're gonna get bombarded by people absolutely. wanting photos with yep. you, wanting your autograph, all that sort of thing. Another idea I absolutely love. Uh, the one I wasn't a big fan of that Jesse Washington of Antape suggested, take the toy away, is how he referred to it. But okay, if you're not gonna appreciate the All Star Game, we'll just take it away. Nah, the NBA is not gonna do that. Uh, there's just there's too much money to be made. Quite honestly, let's be honest. Um, the Elam ending is another one. There's it, there was a college professor, Nick Elam, uh, that had this idea of okay, there's a certain score that you have to play for. Like that final quarter of uh, 2020 after Kobe died, they're playing to 24, and uh, you know it was you saw some extremely competitive basketball, uh, and so you know you had to wonder if maybe they do that again. Something that has happened in the Rising Stars Challenge. Um, but that Jesse was suggesting maybe should come to um, the the All-Star game is doing a Team USA versus Team World uh, because, you know, we look, we've got a lot of international players who are at the, the best you can make of the, the game. That Giannis and Jokic are the two best players Ex- in the league. Exactly, and so let's split them up and let's play for your country uh, or your international pride and some, you know, is that an element that they could yeah. look to moving to? I, I'd like to see that, especially like for guys who like like someone who like like Kyrie Irving, who's like technically Australian or something like mm-hmm. that. Like sure. Like would he be on the world team or would he be on Team USA? Like stuff like that would be interesting to see where guys would like pick or what what they would. Yeah, do. I you know what I would go with pick just in the way that you get to kind of pick your allegiance for the Olympics and things like that. Like guys will go to their well, my great grandfather on my mom's side you know, was uh, natural to this country, and so I'm going to play for that country. Like, whatever you want to do, I don't I don't mind. Split them up. Uh, but I, I overall, I feel like there were some great ideas introduced here um, that try them out. Because, look, me, the, 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 the fan of the game, but just not a fan of the NBA All-Star game, I'm on the, like, if, try something new. If you don't, I don't care. I know it's not going away, and I also know that that specific thing is not necessarily for me. Um, but if you want to throw some new things in, hey, maybe you get some some new viewers in. So just uh, some good ideas that I thought that Jesse Washington uh, of Anscape kind of threw out there for people to consider. All right, other things in the rest of the story. This is a big new storyline to come out today of the NBA. Brooklyn Nets fired their head coach, Jacques Vaughn. Uh, Jacques Vaughn has only been in this role for like a little over two years because uh, he was on Steve Nash, uh, his staff, as an assistant, and then gets the full-time. He was the interim, then got hired as the full-time head coach. But the Nets are 11th in the Eastern Conference right now. That's two and a half games behind the Hawks and uh, have already decided on their new interim. It's going to be Kevin Ollie, who was an uh, assistant on Jacques Vaughn's staff. He's also uh, he's coached UConn. He coached Overtime Elite here in Atlanta. 
So uh, interesting to see what Kevin Ollie is going to do. I just don't think that the Nets issue is something that can be blamed on Jacques Vaughn. I mean, that is a weird roster that's come together from multiple trades because players literally just went. It started yeah. with James Harden. They were yeah. like, I want out. And so they traded them away, tried to get their best assets in return. And you expected this to go well? Yeah, they they gutted what was a very good and talented yeah. young roster. Like, I, I always say the James Harden trade was where everything went wrong because I thought that team was more than ready to compete with just Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving leading that group of young guys. Sure. But you gutted that whole roster to make this big three, and it didn't work. And now these are the consequences. Yeah, and now you're left with picks and players, and do they all fit together? And- Brooklyn Bridges is nice. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> right about that. Uh, but just, yeah, a, a weird situation. And I don't know, it's tough to see Jock Vaughn be the one who kind of gets blamed for it. Also waiting until this late uh, in the All-Star break to make the decision. But it seems like they already had Kevin Ollie lined up. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how things go over there with that. All right, uh, one last thing I want to get into before uh, we uh, are going to go talk to Joe Patrick, our 9 the game Falcons reporter. Uh, ask him, of course, about the, co- uh, the quarterback position, what he thinks should be done there, as well as uh, we'll get into some Atlanta United with him as well as the first match for Atlanta United coming up this weekend. Um, but before that, um, the Daytona 500 is today. Looks like there are two laps to go uh, before stage two is over. Uh, Kyle Busch is leading the pack right now uh, in his, what is his second season uh, under under the new ownership as he's gone to uh, race for the number eight. I know a lot of people, not big, into NASCAR, and I understand it somewhat uh, just because there are, I don't know, there there are ways to view the sport that has not always been welcoming to everyone. I think they've tried to. I think overall the sport has tried to, at least in the last few years, be more welcoming to everyone. Uh, as well as put a competitive product out there for people to view. Um, I am one that I I grew up with my dad loving NASCAR, and so I did as well. Kind of fell away from things, and then I went to a race. I went to a live race, and it brought everything back for me. Uh, I love just, just, look, I'll I'll race you out on 75. You know, I like, I just love to race go-karts whatever it is that's why you like the fast and furious movies exactly yeah you know um no they kind of got away from racing but that's a whole another another side point they haven't been Uh. about racing since like (laughs) tokyo drift i know know. that's my favorite you know that's that's well it's not my favorite too fast and furious is my favorite but um tokyo drift right up there uh it is ryan blaney who comes across to win stage two of the daytona 500 the start of the season for nascar i'm telling you go out there Atlanta is coming up next week, and go watch the race. Uh, it's a, a lot of fun. I was I was disappointed, though, and I know I'm not nearly as disappointed as Mike Johnson and Bo Morgan that this race did not happen yesterday because of rain. Those two guys had to come home without getting to see the race live. Um, but I was supposed to have a guest uh, who is currently working the broadcast right now, and so he obviously you know, texted me yesterday and was like, I'm sorry, man, I'm going to have to cancel on you. He was like, I understand you kind of have a job to do, but we will keep you updated on the Daytona 500 as the show goes along, whether you care or not. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get you to care. I promise. It's fun, man. The, it's just nothing like it live. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm so excited to go out there next week as, uh, as NASCAR comes to Atlanta Motor Speedway. But 
When we get back, Joe Patrick, our 99 of the Game Falcons reporter, going to talk to him about all things Falcons, what he learned from last week's coordinators conversation, uh, as well as look, the conversation we're going to keep having until something gets decided. What do we do at quarterback? It's all coming up next. The Dopey Millennial Show, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and the Odyssey app. It's the weekend. It's the weekend. And more from the Dopey Millennials Show is on. As a millennial, I'm part of the most advanced crop of humans that our species has ever seen. From Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Sports Radio, 99 of the Game, and the Odyssey app. It is the Dopey Millennial Show. Caleb Johnson here with you until going till uh, 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, now, there's a this might be completely random, but it's just something that I've noticed. There's a recent trend in Atlanta sports media where more than any other time that since I've been here, at least, everyone is starting to become friends with one another. And there's also, like, a younger kind of generation that is jumping into this industry, specifically here in Atlanta. And I say all that to say uh, we're all starting to do a better job of, like, taking photos of each other while we're working. Because that's one thing that people don't realize about sports journalism and just journalism in general is that we get to meet a lot of cool people. We get to go a lot of cool places. But... That little thing on the back of their credential tells you no photos or autographs. Uh, and so oftentimes we're so busy working or we know that it's not allowed that we don't get photos uh, in cool moments. And I had um, I've had some friends take cool photos of me just in like specific instances that I've always appreciated. And I just saw Sarah Spencer, who uh, we had on Saturday, uh, posted some pictures because they're down at uh, Cool Today Park down in Northport, Florida. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's nice for you to be able to, to remember those, those, those cool moments. And so, uh, I, I know it's very random and for most people probably don't care at all. They're like, ah, you get it, you get to work in sports. So, you know, that's the thing that you should appreciate the most. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. But you know, like now I have a photo next to Luka Doncic uh, as I was in a press conference of his recently and someone took a photo of me and I was like, oh, cool. Now I have that. I have a friend of mine who was in uh, Kobe Bryant's final press conference that he did here in Atlanta. He has that photo because a friend took it of him and Kobe and now he's got that forever. So it's just, it's, it's the little things. It's the little things. And it's also really cool that just so many uh, of us journalists here in Atlanta are all just like becoming close friends with one another. And uh, it really shows. And it, it makes a much more pleasant experience because I can tell you when people don't get along, you also can feel that as well. Uh, one guy that I get along with very well, friend of the program, uh, who's going to to join us now on the waitfor.com hotline is Joe Patrick, our 99 of the game Falcons insider uh, as well as uh, the co-host of Five Stripe Final. So we're going to get into a little, little Falcons conversation, a little Atlanta United conversation, which is fun because I didn't tell Joe that we were going to do that beforehand. 
Uh, but uh, first off, Joe, how you doing on this President's Day? Ooh, I'm feeling relieved after you did that segue there to say that I'm I'm one of I'm one of your friends, you know <laughs> that, that that we enjoy being around each other. I'm sorry, I don't know if I've taken a picture of you, but you know it's so it's funny that you bring that up because. It's one of those things for me too. I, uh, I I really avoid cameras like the plague, honestly. <laughs> like I I, sure. I don't like seeing pictures of myself at all. But uh, but you know you have a friend catches catches a, catches one of you. I, I that, my my Twitter profile is from somebody doing it unsuspectingly, and uh, like hey, that's actually uh, a decent picture. So we'll use it. So yeah, always good to have that stuff around. And Caleb, thanks for having me on. I'm uh, happy to talk about all the stuff that's going on. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's funny too. I it. Having other people take a photo of me is when I realized I was like, oh, I'm on my phone a lot when I'm at events because it's one of those, if I'm not actively doing something, I'm like, well, do I just want to awkwardly stand here? I'll, I'll scroll my phone real quick. And it's it's helped me uh, as well because it made me be like, all right, let me put the phone in the pocket and appreciate what I'm looking at. Uh, but, Joe, right. when, it, when, when, it, when it comes to this Falcons team, We'll, we'll have the quarterback conversation because I do want to get your thoughts on that because I feel like if you're like anyone else, you know, sometimes your opinion changes a little bit as other elements change a- along the way. But uh, before we get to that conversation, there's um, it feels like we might be ignoring the idea of other positions on this team that we kind <laughs> of, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. are going to need to be addressed or, or various things like that. Um, but of those who potentially need to be re-signed or uh, positions that just depth needs to be added, uh, you know, overall, uh, what kind of sticks out to you about this Falcons team as we are still very much early uh, in this offseason? Yeah, you're totally right, Caleb, in terms of that there's a lot more work that the Falcons and Terry Fontenot will have to do outside of just the quarterback position and listen the quarterback position is where the majority of their resources will be deployed because it's such a important position and like you said we'll talk about that but yeah I mean especially if you look at the defensive side you know you have so many players that were on this team last year that were on short-term kind of either prove-it deals or you Mm -hmm. might call it like a bridge deal where you're just trying to get a veteran in to you know extend it to the next generation of players that you can then bring in but you know, this team loses Calais Campbell. They lose Bud Dupree. They lose Jeff Okuda. You know, um, you also maybe lose a safety due to performance, not so much as contract, but you have all this to say is you have lots of, you know, gaps you got to fill. And yeah, you know, maybe if you're lucky, you could get Calais Campbell back. I don't particularly see that as likely considering his affinity for working with Ryan Nielsen. The fact that Ryan Nielsen went back to Jacksonville where Calais Campbell has played before, I think that's a, a, a seemingly would be a likely destination. Uh, but he in particular will have, you know, his choice of where he wants sure. to go. Maybe he wants to go to a top contender. Regardless, you don't have a quality, like, marquee player at that position outside of, you know, the best you, edge rusher you have now is Arnold Ebicady. Um, So you've got lots of, you know, gaps to fill. And then Jimmy Lake said he's going to br- come in and, you know, run a bit of a different scheme with kind of a base 3-4, which means you're probably going to need to add – a true nose tackle as well, which this team didn't really have when they were playing in a 4-3 mainly last year. So, you know, there's lots of things that they've got to improve on, on the defensive side or a lot, lot of kind of just positions they got to fill, bring in some veteran players, I'm sure. And then even on the offensive side, you look at the way that this team has deployed its draft capital, especially its top draft capital. Obviously, it's been a huge storyline, talking point for us here covering the Falcons these last three years, having gone after all these position uh, play, or these skill players, I should say. 
Um, but they actually do still need a wide receiver, <laughs> like they, because yeah. they were they had Matt Collins and Scotty Miller again on these kind of one-year deals. They're no longer on the team as it stands now, or you know, as it will be when their contract officially runs out. So, um, you know, they got they got to fill those gaps, and uh, I, I do think that we probably will see this team um, use. A top pick. I don't think it will. Pro- I I I don't know if it'll be their first pick, their their eighth overall pick. But I do think that you're probably looking at a, 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 a you know top three round draft pick on another wide receiver. So yeah, there there's plenty of competition for places and kind of new new players that are going to emerge on this team over the course of this off season. Now, Joe, another thing that kind of comes into play with this, and as well as I'm I'm fully aware, we're not even into you know, voluntary OTAs or anything like that. And I, I found it funny when everyone was talking to uh, the coordinators last week, uh, the Zach Robinson specifically was one to be like, I mean, man, I- I've been on the job like a day and a half, you know, like <laughs> I'm still trying to figure this thing out as well. Um, but one of the things that kind of comes into play uh, and, and that I think we should start thinking about because you, you kind of have to pinpoint those players is it feels like every year there's a, a bit of a surprise cut or two, either due to depth or due to you know contract issues or, or you know maybe just making a little bit too much money for for what he's providing and that sort of thing. Uh, do you see any of that? Just one of those names kind of sticking out to you because I feel like there's one for me and and you were specifically talking about the defensive line that I feel like you know Falcons fans may not may not like, but it, it is on the horizon. Mm, I'm interested to hear what that is. Uh, I, I I don't know if there's like a surprise cut. I mean, I think there are some cuts that are going to be out there. Um, I think Lorenzo Carter, frankly, is is one. Uh, maybe that's the one you're thinking of. But you know, he's a guy who you you could potentially cut. You know, he's not. He, he's he probably is more of a four three type of player. Although he could play as an outside linebacker, but he doesn't really bring. He's not like a super edge threat. In fact, he's kind of best used as like a coverage uh, outside linebacker in that kind of system, but it depends on what Jimmy Lake wants. Um, Taylor Heineke, he's going to get cut. Like he, that's just an obvious area sure. that the Falcons can open up cap room. So, uh, and it's clear that they're, you know, not going to, to stick with him. They're going to make major changes there. So that's one I think you can expect. I think if there was one, so one of one surprise cut that had been kind of, talked about or whispered um, as potentially being a possibility, especially during last season with Caleb McGarry actually at right tackle. Uh, It seems a lot less likely to me at this point because of all the needs that this team has. And the last thing they need is just for one more kind of starting role to open up. And the fact that it's very hard to come by quality tackles in the free agent market, because Guess what? Teams who have good tackles don't let them go to free agency. <laughs> so um, Caleb McGarry is a guy who, listen, he he has his strengths. He's one of the best run blockers in the league, but we saw him struggle against the pass last year. So I think that that's why some people thought that that might end up being the case. But I, I don't, again, like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but there will be some significant cap room that's opened up by some of these cuts. I, I guess the, the name that I thought, and it's one of those, like, I, I wouldn't like it, um, but I, I feel like, you know, does that potential exist just because of coming off an injury and that sort of thing? It's Grady Jarrett. Like, is that anywhere? Yeah. It feels I, like it, right? I, it, 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 like, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that you, we should probably start to think about the potential of it happening at some point during his current contract. I think after this season would be okay. a more likely time. Okay. 
for it to happen. Uh, again, you're right, though. You don't know how he's going to be coming off this injury, but uh, I, I still feel like he's just – he is the heart and soul of this team. Just like being in the locker room, players look to Grady like – Sure. They like respect him like an authority figure, like like a parent or a coach, you know, like like they really respond to him. So I think especially when you have coaching change like this and re- the fact that Raheem Morris is familiar with him, I just think he's kind of too important in that sense for them to make that drastic of a move uh, at this point. But I'm glad you brought it up, Caleb, because people, you know, you, you probably should be start to think about these kinds of things more because the Falcons have, you know, some big cap numbers. And at some point, you know, it's just the, the reality of the business that is the NFL, but that, that comes for most players in the national football league. Yeah. I think we went from an off season where it was just like, Oh, there's like all this money to spend. And it's like, yeah, yeah. well that doesn't necessarily happen, you know, continuously year after year after year, you have to start making some of these uh, tougher decisions. But uh, Joe, uh, before I let you go, I, I do want to transition a little bit. Just get your thoughts uh, because we are, you know, a little less than a week away from Atlanta United taking the pitch for their first match of the regular season against Columbus on Saturday. Um, with you being a part of of this venture of uh, Five Strike Final, I know you and and Sam have been doing this podcast for a while. It looks like things are expanding a bit uh, with with mm-hmm. that whole uh, uh, line of work, shall I say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a podcast named Five Strike Final that we launched way back in the day, and we're expanding to include written content, so really happy to bring that to everybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this Atlanta United season. And the reason why, Caleb, is because the time for excuses is over. Like, like (laughs) there's no more of, like, ah, well, they're rebuilding. You know, they made all these mistakes in the past, and they're coming – like, no, like, it's time for this team to win. Um, and I think that uh, fans should relish that. I think players and the coach should relish that, even though it comes with consequences. Like, that is what makes games that, – that's what makes sports entertaining. Like, like the, 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 the teams that are not entertaining around sports leagues, no matter what league it is, are teams that are just not in contention, that it doesn't really matter what the results mean – and that's why I thought last season for the Falcons was so dramatic because the stakes were, were set so high. It was like, all right, this is our winning year. And even though that, that didn't come, you know, that came with its consequences. Sure. As we saw for the coaching staff and, you know, certainly will be with a lot of the players. So um, I'm interested in the, from that angle as well for Atlanta United this year. And I'm a huge Gonzalo Pineda fan just personally. I, I, I you know, respect the heck out of them and uh, wish them nothing but success. But ultimately, it's about wins. You know, this is a competition, and it's exciting for the stakes to actually kind of matter for Atlanta United once again. I think that when you look at the World Cup coming, you know, you got all these international events coming both this summer and then the summers to come leading into that World Cup. I think we're just going to see more and more kind of interest and excitement. And and, and in this particular market, just a demand for the team to be – you know, that team that helps drive the league forward and is kind of at the forefront of people's minds when they think about MLS and American soccer. Joe, I'll ask you one roster, um, you know, just uh, uh, it's it's been a it feels like it's been a battle uh, and oh, one yeah. that I feel like has been coming for a while. And I just I wonder now, as we've seen this preseason play out, Brad Guzan, Josh Cohen, who do you think wins that keeper battle? I think it's going to be Josh Cohen. I think it's going to be Josh Cohen. I think that he'll be this team's goalkeeper. Uh, I think it will happen from game one. He's been starting 
the preseason games. And listen, I, I don't think that he was just like anointed that. I think that he has won the job because Brad Gavin actually started the first preseason game. And then Josh Cohen has started the more recent ones. Um, not that that necessarily means anything and I could be wrong, but to me, he's performed better. And, you know, let's be honest, like just last year was not great for Brad Gazan. And I think that um, he's probably still on the team for honestly, some of the same reasons that we were talking about with Grady Jarrett. It's kind of funny because uh, I've actually talked to both these guys about their respective sports. And like Grady Jarrett says, Brad Gazan is his favorite player. Um, <laughs> they've met personally. And yeah. just, I think they share some of those same similar character, personal characteristics and team characteristics of who they are as leaders. But um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Josh Cohen fares. He's a little bit smaller of a keeper. Typically, keepers being you know, big, so they got to cover the gold mount. But he's smaller, but good in distribution. And I think just generally think he comes from you know a pedigree playing, and he played in the Champions League for his club in Israel uh, these last couple of years. And so I'm excited because I think that if Atlanta United gets you know average to above average goalkeeping this year. Um, there's nothing really stopping this team. I mean, this team kind of underperformed in the standings last year, and they scored 66 goals, which is one fewer than the league leaders last year. So that, is, that was not a problem for this team last year. I do not think it will be a problem for them this year. Just a matter of how the, whether they can keep, keep other teams out. And I think Josh Cohen will hopefully be a guy who can help do that. That is Joe Patrick. Give him a follow at JAPatrick200 on Twitter. We uh, always appreciate you having on the show. And, yes, you are a a friend and uh, someone that I do appreciate (laughs) having on. And uh, I know we'll talk soon, man. Well, I always enjoy coming on. So thanks for having me on, Caleb. I appreciate it. All right. When we get back, going to get into a check the tape segment. Listen to some audio because Trey Young said what about a trade? It's the Dopey Millennial Show, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.